0: For those of you who've never been to these the sessions before the idea is that we would like to make sure that we don't just talk about finance and we and investing and we do uh, make sure that we are spiritually refreshing ourselves first and foremost and everyone else in our community as well and we do this by way of going through the quran and focusing on those verses that are focused on investment, finance, personal finance, careers, entrepreneurship, anything to do with the kind of themes that we regularly talk about. And then doing a tadabbur on it, and, and by tadabbur we mean, you know, reflecting on those verses and making sure that we are really pondering over the verses of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And so, for today, we're going to be doing verses from Surah Ma'idah, uh, verse seventy-eight to eighty. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, He says in the Quran, بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إلى على لسان داود وعيسى بن مريم ذلك بما عصوا وكانوا يعتدون كانوا لا يتناهون عن منكر فعلوه لبئس ما كانوا يفعلون ترى كثيرا منهم يتولون الذين كفروا لبيس ما قدمت لهم أنفسهم أن سخط الله عليهم وفي Allah subhanahu wa taala says that disbelievers among the children of Israel were condemned in the revelations of David and Jesus the son of Mary. That was for their disobedience and violations and they did not forbid one another from doing evil evil indeed is what they did you see many of them taking disbelievers as allies truly wicked are they in their misdeeds which have earned them Allah's wrath and they will be in the everlasting torment and really I wanted to make a few quite simple points here the first is that when it comes to ourselves That's the most important. Like we need to start with ourselves. We need to make sure what we are doing is halal. And from the prism of finances and investing, we need to make sure that we are operating in a way that is halal. And then after that, we look and we're making sure our families are operating in a halal way, so Allah SWT says wa ahlikum nara. so make sure that you are saving yourselves from the hellfire and then make sure that you are sell, uh, saving your families wa ahlikum nara, from the hellfire as well, and then Allah SWT, uh, when Allah SWT, uh, the hadith talk about looking after the neighbor and how much of a responsibility you have for your neighbor that's the next circle that we need to look after and we have some kind of obligation or responsibility for that, and then after that we look after our environment, and we talk about zakat and sadaqah And again, even if you look down the list of the recipients of zakat, it starts off with those who are relatively near and desperate, and it goes more and more tangentially outward. So by the end of it, you're talking about fi wa wabnis sabil. You're talking about in a jihad, and you're talking about wabnis sabil, the traveller, the wayfarer. So we have order of priority in terms of making sure that we are forbidding evil. And now practically what does that actually mean here? What it means is we do the basics right. So is your job actually halal? Are you someone who is somehow directly involved with dealing in interest, with selling alcohol, with uh, gambling, uh, with working in some kind of company that is involved in in some level of immoral activity. If, If that is the case, and your conscience is telling you that this is not something that you should be working in, then listen to your conscience, because that's one of the greatest pieces of fitrah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has built in for us automatically to point us to what is the right thing to be done. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, many, many people, they often fall into the sin. And this is not just ourselves, but also our wider family and our network of, you know, having to sell alcohol or dealing with riba, you know, buying a, convent- a house on a conventional mortgage, taking out some kind of conventional loan, going into property development with a conventional loan, setting up a business. with conventional finance being very happy to go on you know take payday loans where they have to give interest go using credit cards but with the intention of actually having to take the credit out and paying the interest on it operating buy now pay later schemes as a vendor so you can technically use buy now pay later schemes as as a customer but you know as a vendor offering them can be quite problematic so these are really simple low-hanging fruit that we really should be looking to address because you know there's that famous hadith about a man who comes and his hair is disheveled and his clothes are dirty and unkempt and he's you know he's coming out of the desert and the hadith says you know how can this man you know and he's making dua but you know how can this man's dua be accepted when everything that his dress and his food and his body and everything that he has is sustained by haram because if that is the case you can completely appreciate why your dua is not getting the acceptance that it should be getting because you are encased in this haram and this is an important one you know don't tell yourself stories where you are comforting yourself that actually you know what this is fine because i've you know i've looked into it and ultimately i'm comfortable if deep down your conscience is still uncomfortable then you know life is too short you know life is too short just walk the walk and do the right thing you will not regret it after A great test for this is if when you are 80 years old uh, and you look back at your person right now and you look at this decision, would you regret taking that decision or not on your deathbed at 80 years old? And if you wouldn't regret it, then I think you know know the answer and you should take that decision. The second thing uh, that this verse talks about, (laughs) They did not forbid one another from doing evil. Indeed, that thing was really evil what they did and so the act of not doing something the act of um, the absence of action the inaction here is something that is called real evil because with silence you create a culture of permission because if you have a society where no one dresses immodestly and then one person pushes the boat out and they start dressing immodestly. What happens then? What happens then is then someone else who is perhaps not as brave, but um, braver than everyone else, at least. They also then start dressing immodestly. And then the next brave person and the next person who wants to push the boat out a bit, they start dressing immodestly. And then the first person is like, oh, crikey, I've got a following now. Let me dress even more immodestly. And then you have this snowball effect where suddenly the entire society, you know, there are people who are dressing immodestly. And then before you know it, because, you know, this is the easier thing to do, this is the thing that is closer to the Shahuat, eventually all of society is at this much lower threshold of taqwa and iman and you know doing good things. And so this silence, this culture of mission, this attitude of, you know, it's their life and it's not for me to interfere. Well, if we take that approach then we have to live with the consequences, and the consequences is that the society as a whole is going to get to a point of either it's going to be very difficult to roll it back, or it's got to the point of no return. And I think we see that around us all the time. You know how quickly do we see society changing when it comes to moral values and ethics that you know 50 years ago, 100 years ago would be completely unacceptable, and yet in today's day and age, it is the most acceptable thing that you can you know you can imagine, and to actually go against uh, certain of those morals is something that is you know, really censured. And then the final point that I wanted to make was around the final verse, which is you see many of them taking the disbelievers as allies. <inaudible> truly wicked are their misdeeds which they have earned with Allah's wrath and they will be in everlasting torment. And with this, I guess you know it's a bit more of an open reflection and I'm thinking in two lines here the first is where we have the leadership within the Muslim world and how they will often align themselves with non-muslim countries above and in conflict with muslim countries and I think in light of this verse I think that is quite a troubling step to take for those leaders And, you know, certainly something that I think if we ever ended up in leadership positions, then we should be very, very careful around that. And similarly, you might think, okay, well, I'm never going to be the leader of a country, but you may well be someone who is perhaps an entrepreneur or someone who becomes quite affluent or influential in your area or in your community or in your circle or in your industry. And in those situations, you will see people where they will like to align themselves very strongly with the mainstream world or non-Muslims, but they actively go out of their way to distance themselves from Muslims and distance themselves from their own community. And that action is an action that is I don't think it's from the actions of of the Muslims because we are taking these people are therefore taking as their close friends and the people that they aspire to be the people that they admire the people that they align with they are people who they've decided they don't want to be Muslims they want to be other people and sure you know the Muslim community particularly in the UK but even elsewhere may not necessarily be the most affluent in society they may not be the mullah, the the leaders of the society they may not be the most well-spoken, the most healthy, the most good-looking or whatever, right? but that's not the point, the point is that this is our community and these are our people and that's who we need to be aligning with and looking after and yeah, sure, if you think that there are weaknesses within the Muslim community and by, by gum there are then the response to that is not let's now not associate ourselves with Islam and Muslims the response to that is let's take our brother's hands and sister's hands I mean brothers take brother's hands and sisters take sister's hands before people read that wrongly let's do that and raise our brothers and sisters to a next, the higher level, right? that's the response that is appropriate here the response is not I'm going to reject my islam and i'm going to crack on and try and do my own thing and uh, and just become you know a secular version of myself so with that i would like to conclude i pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from those who enjoin the good and forbid the evil and makes us from amongst those who are supportive of the muslim community and align with the muslim community wherever they can If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well inshallah. Be sure to check out the website islamicfinanceguru.com as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.